Dedication. This book goes out to anyone struggling with the tyranny of religion and tradition in their daily lives. This is to remind you that you are never alone. Chapter two, love, various voices with the same pen. I can only be myself, but I want to envelop your world, to become the comfortable silence that fills the void within you. Perhaps it is a vanity on my part, or just boredom, a challenge. Most people see that as a demeaning insult, but it is the purest relationship one could hope for. The challenge doesn't end once the prize is won; it persists in the struggle to keep it. The body is a temple to those that believe in the sacred. Nerves, muscle, bone, blood, and skin. It narrates the story of the life we led more accurately than any autobiography, but even then, it is impersonal. Our inner world is what isolates us when, in every other way, we would be generic copies, random genetic hiccups notwithstanding. Loneliness, self-imposed, but a jail we can't escape, eventually becomes our sanctuary. A place that is safe and familiar. All we can do is build shrines dedicated to those we love. Chapter three, another world. My friends in the Tanta school were the unpopular ones, the trio of outcasts. There was the girl who liked to wear extremely short uniform skirts, and would complain about all the popular people. The other was a very tall girl for her age, and she would always get on Miss Shortskirt's case for her endless bouts of complaining. Compared to them, I was the introspective, quiet one. I had a crush on an odd couple in the class. The boy was stocky with black hair, and would always get in trouble with teachers because of his sense of humor. His girlfriend, which he denied for some time. Was a strong-willed soccer player in the girls' soccer team. Together, they represented everything that I admired in a person. Every morning, a private car that would take children from the surrounding areas to the school picked me up before dawn. We had siblings who were Christians along with us, and sometimes we would all get into theological debates. Nothing mean-spirited or complex. Just children poking fun at each other. Sometimes I would start them, and often I would be the mediator when things looked like they could have gotten out of hand. My faith in Islam and God was very strong, but I still found other religions to be interesting. One day, our driver was very late in picking us up from school. It had been over an hour, and we were all very worried. To take the edge off, I led prayer for all of us. Yes, I led boys in prayer, which is something that is not allowed in Islam. I learned later on. The Christian siblings were reluctant, but I told them that it was the same God, and it would make them feel better. That seemed to work, and they went along with it. When our driver arrived and we were on our way back to our respective homes. What I did caused a big debate between some of the other Muslims in the car and the Christians.
It ended with an uncomfortable silence and harsh feelings for the rest of the ride. At the time, I didn't understand why it had to be that way. The arrogance of Muslims who insisted that the Christian faith is a joke and that Islam is the only true path showed itself that day. The rift between Christians and Muslims in Egypt was beyond my comprehension as a child, and I had never encountered before that incident. I thought that we were all of one tribe, like the Quran teaches us to believe, despite my own distaste for the idea of a man being worshipped like a god.